you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you might proclaim the mighty hearts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light, 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 into his marvellous light. Welcome to you this morning on this extremely rainy, windy November day. It, uh, just to reiterate a welcome to you, if it's your first time with us today or if you've been coming on a, li a little while online, please feel free to connect with us. You can do that by clicking the Get Connected uh, button in, in the church online window or just uh, go via our website. We'd love to connect with you and find, tell you about how you can find out more about us as a church community. So that's the first thing. So welcome to you if you're new. Um, but today we're going to be having our Vision Sunday, and I'm going to be sharing some things with you uh, regarding what the next year looks like. Over the last few days, I've noticed an increasing number of news stories about people preparing their houses for Christmas. I don't know if you've seen that. In fact, there's people down our road who have got all of their decorations up already. And I think there's many of us who are looking forward to getting rid of 2020. I, I'm, I know that I'm not alone in that. It has been a hard year, um, and sometimes you do get hard years. And so today we're going to be focusing on next year. The reason we're going to do it today is that after this Sunday, we've got Andy with us next week. I'm so looking forward to having him join us. And then we're going to be having our communion Sunday. Do feel free to uh, join us for that as well. And then after that, we go into the Christmas season. We go into Advent and Christmas. And so this is the jumping off point, really, towards the end of the year this morning. And so I thought, first of all, what we do is just look back a little bit over the last year. And uh, it's been a difficult year, as I've said already. But look, God's done some amazing things to us and with us over the last 12 months. If we took last November to now, we've seen some really great things happen. Alpha, through the autumn term last year, was just so successful. And I'm looking forward to that moment in time where we can resume that in person. Healings. We've started to see healings and testimonies of what God is doing in people's lives. Just the, the, a moment ago, Eddie's testimonies. We've had testimonies of healings as well. We've had God speaking and God using us and God uh, using us to step out. And look, these are the first fruits of something more to come. But that is an encouragement to us. We've seen the community served as we went through the first lockdown. We saw all of those food bank parcels go out to different people. We've seen different people access the church who have never been in the building before. We think of the coffee mornings that were taking place up to March and people coming in to the building each week who don't know Jesus, who don't know anything about him or about us and just wanting to find community and belonging and coming and meeting with us here. And over the last year, we've had over... 20 new members join us. And that's not just not people joining us on Sundays. That's people saying, I want to belong to this family. That's from January to now. We've had 20 new members. That is an encouragement to us. God is moving and God has been moving with us as a church. But in the midst of all of that good stuff, obviously we've walked for a really difficult season. Coronavirus has restricted our ability to function in a normal way. And uh, two, two weeks ago, I outlined uh, what, what we believe the church is and what the church looks like. We're God's answer. The church is God's answer and the hope of all the world. We just sung that amazing song, Build Your Kingdom, here a minute ago. 
You see, it's through God's people that his divine purpose and the hope of salvation is being made known. That means it's through you, it's through me, it's through all of us collectively. As we step forward in faith, God's purposes are being, uh, being, being done. Now, our vision as a church, and this is, this is remaining our vision, there's no change to that as we talk about, there's two things to vision, you see. So our vision as a church, who we, who we see God making us to be, continues to be. Look, we believe that we are a people that love God and his presence, that love one another and love the world around us. But how does that work itself out over the course of the next 12 months? That's what I'm going to be talking about today. Look, we've continued to do those things, those three things, really well over the tumultuous year that we've had. But I realised that actually in the last 12 months, a lot has changed. So we've had lots of really good things happen. We've had lots of really difficult things happen. And there's been lots of change for us as a church family. There's been the enforced transition about how we do Sunday. So we went from two meetings in two different places, one at the North School, one here at the Riverside, to a period of time where we didn't have anybody in the room, to a period of time where we started to invite people back in just for a month through October. And now we're back to a point again at this point in time where there's only the people here serving on a Sunday to make this happen. And now we're just broadcasting meetings into a house. A lot has changed over the last 12 months. There's been transitions in staff. We've seen um, staff uh, join us. We've seen staff step back from us. And we're now a year into the transition from the point where my dad led the eldership team through to last November when I took over the lead role in that team. It has been a year of transition. Now, for a talk like this, this is the sort of thing that, that takes months to be working through because uh, all the time we as an elders team are saying, God, what do you want for us as we move forward as a church? And my role within that team is, God, what do you want for us as a team, God, we want to hear from you. We want to, to hear your voice speaking to us. So as I've been spending time with God, preparing for this message today over the course of the last few months, I felt God say very clearly to me that we are now moving from a time of transition to a time of preparation. I believe that as a church, we are now walking through a season of preparation. God is preparing us, gateway, for his purposes it, I've, I've been reading First Kings uh, in my daily uh, readings at the moment, and there's this moment, uh, David hands over the, uh, the, 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 the power of Israel to Solomon. It's, in fact, actually, it's kind of a bit of a struggle for the throne. But Solomon takes over, and as he takes over, the first thing he does is he sets some things in place. But then what he does is he starts to prepare. You can read that in First Kings 4 and 5, I think. Is as Solomon begins to prepare, there's a whole chapter on what Solomon does. He prepares ready to build. And I believe that as a people group, we, like Solomon, are now being ready to build. We're being ready, getting ourselves ready for the season ahead. It's time to prepare, I believe God's saying to us. God is preparing us for all that he has ahead for us. So there's this, in, in Luke chapter 1, this is uh, my, uh, my, my, my title for today is A People Prepared. Now this comes from Luke 1, and it comes from uh, what the angel says to Zechariah about what John the Baptist is going to do. And he says, in the angel says to Zechariah, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. So there was a time before Jesus' arrival, a time before Jesus' ministry started, a time before Jesus was born, that God was preparing a people. God was getting them ready. I believe that God is preparing us for what he's going to do in us, and he's calling us to prepare as well. So God is preparing us, and he's calling us to get ready. What's he preparing us for? I believe that God is preparing us to do his work in bringing renewal 
to lives across Ashford. Last time I spoke, I said that we're in the business of life change, and put simply, we're called to bring renewal. We're called to make things new. We're the, the, those that have been transformed by the, the amazing work of, of Jesus' salvation in our lives, and he calls us to go out and bring renewal to those around us. See, as we step out daily as individuals and corporately as a church, we're called to carry the kingdom of Jesus and the good news of the gospel and see lives transformed. Who did that best? Jesus did that best. And ultimately, as his disciples, we're called to live like Jesus. See, Jesus' ministry, his small group of disciples followed him round and he encouraged them to go and do what he did. We're called to do the same. It sounds great in principle, doesn't it? But how does that work in practice? How do you live like Jesus? It's something we should all be growing towards. How can we live like Jesus? Well, look, living like Jesus looks like seeking God's presence daily. Living like Jesus looks like walking in obedience to God's ways. And that's a really key point, that we walk in obedience to what God has called us to. And thirdly, living like Jesus means stepping out in faith. You see this uh, in the Gospels as Jesus sends out the 12 and sends out the 72, go. Go and proclaim the kingdom is at hand. He's, he's pushing them out the door like a, like a bird pushing a baby bird out of a nest and hoping it's going to fly. He's pushing them out. He's saying, go on, you go and do the same. We need to step out in faith. We need to step out in faith. We see in Jesus' ministry that he actually prioritized something in terms of how he did that, though. How did he step out? What did he do? Well, he prioritized internal transformation. See, he knew that as those he encountered were transformed internally, their outward lives would be transformed as a result. In, in the Gospels, we see, we see Jesus doing miracles, but often we don't think about what's happening to that person afterwards. So, for example, in uh, Luke 8, Sam spoke from this passage earlier on this year. I had written a, a long essay on it, so this is kind of a... I, I've really studied this one. The woman who is hemorrhaging... She, she has uh, this amazing transformation take place as Jesus heals her. But what that does is that restores her within her community. The internal transformation, the transformation that Jesus does in her as she comes to him and shows her faith in him leads to her whole life being transformed. It starts with the internal and moves to the external. Let me give you one more example from John chapter 4. So Jesus is uh, in Samaria. Some Samaritans and Jewish people didn't get along with one another. They both believed that God should be worshipped in different places. Jesus encounters this Samaritan woman. She's drawing water from a well at the hottest point of the day. What does that tell us? That tells us that she is avoiding her neighbours. She's doing everything to avoid being around her community because of the life she's living. Jesus approaches her and he asks her for a drink. And then they engage in this conversation regarding the role of the Messiah. The one who's going to come and meet people's spiritual thirst. And as they do that, Jesus begins pointing to himself. He then speaks into her life. He points out that this woman is living a life that is in a mess. She's had failed relationships and now the relationship she is in is, is, is extramarital and it's not looking like the sort of thing that the people around her in her culture would have approved of. She's been removed from the people around her in her culture. But Jesus doesn't start with that need. He doesn't take her to a, 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 um, some, some counselling or, or go and do different things with her. He starts with the spiritual need in that woman's life. He starts by speaking into her. There's a word of knowledge. He starts by showing her, look, you don't need anything but a saviour. And as you encounter the saviour, the rest of your life will change. And we see the change in this woman. 
So she goes away and she goes and finds all these people she's been trying to avoid. And she tells them to come and see Jesus. Come, come, and, come and see the one who's told me everything I've ever done, she says. So this woman's life is transformed. This woman's life is renewed as her internal is transformed, her external changes. We're called to be people who bring about transformation in people's lives. The gospel makes us new. Jesus says to Nicodemus in John 3 that in order to be saved, we need to be born again. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Renewal happens as people encounter the transformational act of God's saving work. And that happens in people's lives as you and I are prepared to step out and live like Jesus. People will be transformed as you and I step out and live like Jesus. You see, as we learn to live like Jesus, we will see lives renewed and we will see Ashford transformed. Now, we've seen many lives transformed and renewed across the time that Gateway has been in existence. But I do believe that everything we've seen so far is spring. Everything we've seen as a church so far is spring. I do believe that there is a summer awaiting us a summer of a greater harvest than we've ever seen before. And I believe that if that's the case, God is now preparing us to be a people of renewal and he's going to teach us over the coming months and years to be people who know how to live like Jesus. See, it sounds, sounds simple, doesn't it? But I think so often we've maybe got caught in a trap in our culture over the last decades of coming to church on Sundays as something we do and not being prepared to live like radical disciples. See, God's calling us to be a people of power, of obedience, of faith, and of action. And one by one, as we step out and lives are transformed, Ashford will transform as a result. This involves stepping out daily into our lives, confident and expectant that God will use us, and stepping out as a church to engage with those around us. Look, maybe you don't feel confident about this kind of thing. And we've spoken about this a lot already. We've, we, we, we are pushing towards this direction in terms of how we see the Christian life. We need to live like Jesus, be his disciples, be radical for him. And I know for some of you, you're like, I don't even want to tell my friends that I'm a Christian. But I'm scared, I'm fearful of what they might say. I know that perhaps when you think about it, that large group of people that Jesus sent out, maybe there were some in, in that 72 who would have felt like that as well. Well, there's an image that Paul paints in the New Testament of the Christian life being like an athlete preparing for the games. As they prepare and they practice, they become more confident and proficient. So I believe God's calling you and I to prepare. Maybe you are well down this road and going, look, I just every day I know I step out of the house and I'm living the way that Jesus has taught me to live. Maybe for others of us, we are further back on that journey, but I believe God is calling us all to a greater uh, extent to push out and push into preparing our lives for radical discipleship, living like Jesus. But I think God's also preparing us as well. God's been preparing us for a while, and God is going to continue to prepare us as we walk through this season ahead. And so the first thing I just want to say on this is that God has been refining us. God's been refining us. My first point is related to what we've walked through uh, recently, not only as a church, but as a nation. We are being refined God is using COVID-19 to refine the church. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Let me just read you this from Isaiah 54, verse 16. See, it is I who have created the smith, who blows the fire on the coals and produces a weapon fit for its purpose. And this from Zechariah 13, verse 9. And I will refine them as one refined silver, 
and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people, and they will say, the Lord is my God. I do believe that as we've walked through the season we've been in, God is refining us. God is knocking off the consumer mentality that some of us have had as Christians. God is knocking off the, um, maybe the hunger and thirst for other things in the world, maybe living one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, and we are being refined. God is returning us to our first love, a hunger and thirst for Jesus, for his ways, for living like him, and for his kingdom to be made known. We're being refined. Why? Why are we being refined? So that we become productive in the hands of God for all that he has for us. Proverbs 25 verse 4 says this, Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has a material for a vessel. The dross is the stuff on top as the silver gets heated up, and if you scoop it away, as you scoop it away, the the shininess of the silver is seen underneath it. Take away the dross, and you have the material that is needed for a vessel. God is removing stuff from us that we might be ready and prepared to be used by him. A weapon fit for purpose. God's making us ready, teaching us to live like Jesus, preparing us to bring renewal. And this is a process that you and I are going to continue to walk through over the season ahead. And as I've said already, I do believe that everything we've walked through so far is first fruits to a greater harvest ahead. So our application for this as a church over the next few months is we are going to in the first part of next year, focus on discipleship. Focus on living radical lives. And as we go into the first part of next year, I'm looking to do a series on this. But we've also got groups that are fulfilling this function. My mum and dad's group about living the daily life in a naturally supernatural way, based on Wendy Mann's fantastic book, is just another point to you about we pushing forward in this direction. We've got things like freedom in Christ, again, pushing forward into living a life like Jesus, into being restored and renewed in him, so that we can go out and see culture transformed. So if we're going to do these things, if we're going to live these types of lives, what do we need? Well, look, we're going to need some resourcing as well. Let me just talk to you a little bit about the practicalities of this kind of uh, moving forward. So first of all, we are here's some things that have uh, taken place and are taking place. So we've been restructuring behind the scenes over the last few months. At Christmas, uh, my dad, who is uh, obviously uh, the, the founding elder here and planted the church with my mum back in 2002 and several others who are still with us, will be stepping back from eldership. Now, um, we announced this at the family meeting on Sunday night, and there'll be uh, more details coming about that to you in the next few weeks. The elders' team are now going to be meeting more frequently with other key leaders of ministry areas from across the church to improve lines of communication and release others in their leadership gifting. You see, eldership and leadership... Eldership is just a function of leadership. We, we kind of work together. And so we are releasing, as elders, we're releasing others as well to lead. Some staff roles are shifting. Uh, Debbie is now going to be working four days a week and develop uh, the, the, the comms management of the church. So for, this all happens on a Sunday uh, every week now, and it needs somebody on staff to help focus and shape it. And Debbie is our woman in that role. And thank you, Debbie, for all that you are doing. Becca is going to be released from serving on children's work. She has served on and off on children's work for 16 years, believe it or not. And she has done an amazing job with our children. Thank you, Becca. We genuinely appreciate you and everything that you've done here and you are continuing to do. And her role is shifting. She is a gifted pastoral worker. 
and we want to recognise and release her to grow in that gifting. And also she's going to help out with the building hires when we're able to reopen again. So there's a, a gap there for our children's work. And we have decided that we are, have asked Sam Kendall to take responsibility for overseeing children's work and the role that he came into just three months ago in terms of leading the youth. He's going to be responsible for both. Why? Because then we have somebody who is looking holistically at what it looks like when a child is born in Gateway and comes along on a Sunday and they leave us as an 18-year-old to go off to university. How are we shaping our children and young people to be people who follow Jesus? So I'm really excited about that as well. Richard is, from January, going to be stepping back to three days a week and his role, um, ongoing role on the staff team is just something at the moment that we are working on in terms of what his job description looks like as he steps back. Because what we don't want to do for Richard is as he steps back in terms of going from five days a week to three, that he has five days work to do in three days. So we are looking at that at the time, at the moment as well. So there's those things. We've restructured a little bit. Some of our staff and key leadership roles. Secondly... As we come to regather on a Sunday, because we will regather, I've said this before. Well, look, we are now expecting that as we regather on a Sunday, we will not be regathering at the north and the riverside. We are working towards regathering here at the riverside. It was always the goal, always the aim, as I said to you at the start of this year, that we were looking to a future because God gave us this building an amazing, uh, amazing price, and we know that we've been called here. We are now looking to be here. Uh, exclusively here on Sundays. We've almost finished now re renovating the children's rooms at the back, that what will be used for children's work. I'm looking forward to, uh, once we've got the carpets in, in early December, uh, sending some photograph and video about what we've done to those rooms so you can see it. We are exploring costings to uh, further work in our hall, which will enable us to gather 180 in our hall space. You'll see that hopefully on the screen at the moment. The red-pink area at the back is what we're looking to now do to extend that space. And this is towards, this is like a preliminary phase towards a bigger scheme that we will talk about in future of extending what is a small, quite a small hall here at the, at the Riverside to 400. And so we will talk about that in the future uh, more. But I'm just giving you that as, as, as a marker, really. Look, this is something, at the moment, over the next year, we are focusing on moving to 180 here on a Sunday in terms of the space that we have. That means that we'll probably have to meet over two meetings. But in the future, this is working towards that bigger scheme as we look to, uh, as we look to build a space for 400 here at the Riverside. And thirdly, we're going to be starting to reach out over the next 12 months from the Riverside in ways that we've not done before. Earlier this year, we received a small grant from Catalyst to enable us to undertake some research on social action projects. And so Debbie Burgess got a team together to do that, and we looked at need, and we found that we've got some fantastic churches in Ashford and some fantastic charities in Ashford doing some fantastic things. The Lord bless you, guys, in different churches across Ashford. We are so grateful for you and all the work you do. Think about all the social action projects that Vineyard run and all the social action projects that Bright City run and, and Willsborough and others doing some amazing things within our community around us. Where do we fit within that? What can we do? Well, this is what we've been looking into, not wanting just to do something because we want to do it, but meeting a need. And what we believe is that actually as we've researched this, we believe the best thing for us to do is to open a, a community cafe from the Riverside Centre. 
out of the building. And hopefully you can see that on the screen. We're going to be turning what would be our cafe area on a Sunday into an actual cafe. So like you go to Nero's or you go to Starbucks, we want it to look great, but we want it to serve our local community. This is going to enable us to turn the building from somewhere we just use as a church to a hub for our community. It will enable the Riverside to become a place for us to reach out from and fish from and to run further ministries from. We're not just going to run a cafe to serve people hot drinks. We're running a cafe to see their lives transformed internally, that their whole lives might be transformed externally. It is going to be a prime fishing ground for us as a church to see lives transformed. So they're the three things that we've been doing to resource, to prepare for the future. And as we move into the first half of next year, we will be uh, having a gift day at some point. But before we get to that point, we are clarifying our plans for the cafe project and further clarifying our costs for the work involved in the preliminary phase of extending to 180. After we've done that, then I'll be announcing that we're going to have a gift day. So be prepared, be ready be starting to pray, God, what could I give into this? Because God's going to do something special here. You know, imagine what life would have been like, just for a second, if we'd not had this building and we walked into coronavirus. Imagine if we'd just been at the North School and we didn't have a building of our own. It would have been incredibly difficult. God has blessed us with this space. But even more so in the future as we move ahead, we are prime uh, located in Ashford. Think about the Chilmington Green development and the fact that the centre of Ashford almost feels like over the years it's going to end up being around this point in Ashford because of where we are. We are blessed where God has placed us and God has called us to be a blessing to the whole of Ashford. So... My last point is this, are you ready? Are you ready? When we started this whole fiasco and we entered lockdown back in March, I exhorted you to dig deep into God. And my encouragement, our encouragement to you as an eldership team remains the same. As we approach a new year, it's time to prepare your heart for what God's going to do in you and through you as you are a part of this church. So let's prepare by allowing God to shape us and refine us. We have to allow God to shape and refine us. We, we, we allow him to do it by saying, God, my heart is open to you coming and making changes in my life to make me more like Jesus. Allow God to shape you by living a, a life in the spirit daily and training yourselves for godliness. Give yourself over to learning to live like Jesus by seeking his presence, walking in obedience to his ways and stepping out in faith. And lastly, ask God what we can do to be a part of what God is doing here. As we approach Christmas and enjoy waving a goodbye to 2020, let's get ready. Let's get ready, church, for the season ahead as God prepares us for all that he's going to do. I'm looking forward to November next year because in November next year, I'm hoping to uh, share another vision with you, another vision of what the future looks like beyond next year. But as we approach that day, I'm looking forward to celebrating what's happened in the year ahead that we're now meeting together in one place on Sunday mornings. We'll be celebrating the fact that we've got a cafe that is a hub for the local community and celebrating lives transformed within it. And we'll be celebrating lives renewed by the gospel as each one of us, just daily, doing the daily of stepping out and living like Jesus in the lives of those around us. So that's where we're going over the next year. And I do hope that you are with us for the journey ahead. Let's pray as we close the meeting today. Jesus, I thank you that we are your people and you are our God. Jesus, we want to say we are prepared and we are ready to follow you. 
follow you into the next 12 months, follow you into all the exciting plans you have for us as you call us together here at the Riverside Centre, as we start to reach out and use this building more than it's been used before as a hub for the local community. Jesus, we're excited about the plans that you have for us, but Lord, we also pray, teach us to be and live like you, Lord Jesus, that as we walk into our daily lives, we'll be ready to encounter and enable people to encounter your love for them, that we'd be ready to step out and pray for others, that we'd be ready to step out and, 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 and do signs and wonders pointing to the amazing work of the kingdom. Lord, prepare us. Lord, shape us. Lord, get us ready for the harvest because it is coming, and Lord, we are wanting to be ready for it. So Lord, I pray every heart listening to this today, Lord God, prepare us, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it has been great for you to join me today. Thank you for uh, listening as we've shared this today. Just to say, and, and I do mean this, and people have realised that I mean this, so thank you for those of you who have emailed me questions. I really appreciate it. Look, we are open uh, leadership team, you can ask us questions. I would much rather you speak to us about questions you have, concerns you have, or excitement that you have than gossip about it to other people behind our backs. I would like, like you to tell us about it. So please feel free to come to uh, me or any of the other elders about any concerns or any, any thoughts you have. I'd love for you to share with us as we move forward together. Um, so that's it for today. Look forward to seeing some of you for tea and coffee at 20 past. Uh, if not, have a great week and we will see you next Sunday as Andy joins us, who's coming over from Horsham.